0: To another episode of Mainly Celtics. Uh, busy week, free agency happened this week. Uh, a lot of movement going on, Maddie. Do you want to start with free agency or do you want to start with uh, the summer league game? that start that was tonight. Uh, we can start with summer league because it's very yeah. fresh on my
1: mind. Very fresh, yeah, um, it, is, it is kind of crazy. Everything's jam packed together. I feel like usually free agency happens and then we get a little bit of time in summer league, yeah. But everything's been so condensed, it feels like the season ended yet. Like Milwaukee and the Suns are playing just like a week ago, right? but. Um, we got our first first look at the summer seas, and I was, I was pretty impressed. You yeah. said you watched the game too. I saw the fourth quarter. I got it. Did, did you
0: make big takeaways from it? Um, Pritchard looks seasoned. Uh, yeah, Pritchard looks great. Shot a lot today. Uh, Carson was attacking the rim a lot. Was moving. I the one thing that my biggest takeaway was the offensive rebounding out of the guards and the smaller guys.
1: Yeah, the funny thing was is I think their closing lineup, uh, was it was Carson, Neesmith, um Pritchard, Romeo, uh, yeah, Romeo, and who was the last one? And Begarin. So their yeah. biggest guy was Neesmith, who's like six six. Uh huh. So like the all, like, and he typically plays a shooting guard, sometimes a three. But it was it was pretty funny that we <laughs> we we had a a lineup of pretty much all the guards out there to end the game and we weren't really getting killed offensively. But, I mean, Neesmith and Romeo and Pritchard and uh, even Carson showed it a little bit too. Yeah,
0: um,
1: They're just, like, they're gritty. They're really gritty. So. They're really gritty players. So, it's like I can kind of see why. Like, the, like Carson, I know, got a huge board towards the end of the game. I think Pritchard followed yeah. up with, again, a huge rebound. But right. but I, I was very impressed. I'm always going to be impressed with them because they're just – they're just – there's very energetic players. Uh, Smith offensively struggled a lot, but he was the same player we saw last year where he was going 100 miles an hour. And he looked like he was trying uh, a lot more to be, become a facilitator. Look looked like he looked more comfortable with the ball in his hands and less just spot-up shooting. He looked comfortable cutting to the basket and uh, and facilitating for others. So that was good to see. I was impressed overall with with – pretty much everyone's performance
0: from what I saw in the fourth, the ball movement was awesome. They were yeah. swinging around passing, looking, driving in, driving the lane, looking to dish, looking for open shots, guys, guys on the wings and, uh, a bunch of knockdown shooters too. I mean, I saw a couple clips of Hauser hit threes. Uh, Pritchard had five, six threes at the yeah. end of the
1: week. Yeah, I don't, I, I other than the fact, I don't understand Summer League rosters. I know the Warriors, I've heard, had 30 on their roster. Yeah. And then the Celtics only have 12. So it's like, it, was, it makes sense. I mean, Pritchard pretty much just showed today, it's like, yeah, he doesn't really need Summer League. Like, he's good to go. So he, he kind of had a little bit of a slow start, but he really turned it on.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, I don't think he really needs split Summer League. He's shown that at his very worst, he's going to be a rotation player in the NBA. I think that he, he'd be fine. He'd be fine just to, uh, just call call it a summer, but maybe he wants to get those reps in get a little bit more
0: comfortable uh, working on facilitating right but, but like speak, I said, speaking of roster sizes, what's the deal with Utah having two teams? I didn't even know
1: I didn't Utah's two teams I
0: did not know yeah, that they have Utah blue and Utah white.
1: I didn't know that was the thing i I, I was get, not aware of that no, that's crazy I mean, that doesn't make any sense. It seems like the Warriors should benefit doing that seeing you how they have 50, thirty players on their on their roster
0: right um it's just strange to me i saw yeah i saw it on espn the other day um i think it was like wednesday or thursday and uh like one one team had like one utah team had played earlier and they were the other team was playing that night like they must have yeah. 12 guys on each roster i don't know
1: i i guess but that seems weird that warriors were because i was looking for uh Local Maine high school basketball star Nick Mayo on the Warriors Summer League team. And I guess he played a bunch the first game, and then I watched the second game against the Heat, and yep. he didn't play at all in the first half. And I just kind of turned it off because I, I wasn't too too interested in the Heat Warriors Summer League. Nope. But um, you're at seven is a beast. I know they just signed him to a a, a pretty sure guaranteed two year deal. Two years, yeah. And he's offensively very good. I mean, I know a lot of the guys who's playing against were like like wing players, forwards playing center. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was dominant on the boards. He looked skilled. He was a guy that could go out and, like, shoot a mid-range jumper. So, yep. he was really impressive when I did watch uh, part of that game. I know he had a big first game as well. He was but... a draft pick last year, correct? I believe so. I've, I haven't heard much about, about him. My name sounds vaguely familiar, but.
0: Yeah, I, 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 think he, I think he was a draft and sash guy last year. Yeah. Uh,
1: and going back to the Celtics summer league team, um, I was very impressed, like I said, with pretty much everyone's performance aside from Romeo's offensive performance, but also like, I'm not concerned about Romeo, not Romeo shooting, um, Neesmith shooting. Like I'm not concerned about that. It doesn't concern me in the, in the slightest. I think he, when it comes, when push comes to shove, he's going to be a guy that's going to be at worst league average three point shooter.
0: Right.
1: Um, so I s- expect today was just him getting uh try, trying to get back into his rhythm, but Romeo looked really good. He hit at least two threes that I saw and including what was the like the a huge basket at the end of the game in order to give the Celtics a lead. Romeo. and then yeah, Romeo hit a huge corner three. And then uh Bagarin, he was super, super impressive. I saw him at least hit two threes. And defensively he was very active. Like he like it's he's high energy. He's looks ve- he looks very long. We talked about I believe he had a seven foot wingspan. Like he looks it too. He looks like he's comfortable guard, like switching on to like forwards with no, without any problem. Yeah. And if that three point shot, which it looked pretty good today, if that's legit, like he's going to be scary because um, I listened to his draft, uh, you know, Mike Schmitz, the ESPN draft guy. Yeah. Well, he was talking uh, to Tyler. I am a not here to argue, which is a great podcast. I love, I love uh, Tyler. I am, but, um, he was talking about him and, and Sam Packard's also on that he was a big Celtics fan. So he was aware that he obviously knew a bunch of international prospects. So he asked about Bagarn and he was like a fair NBA comparison is probably Josh Kogi. He's uh-huh. like a solid, a solid like rotation player in the NBA. He's not going to um, wow you, but Kogi's not really much of a shooter. So right. if he can add that shot while being like a guy that's going to be a plus defender and like just overall really good athlete, like I think that'd be a huge addition for the Celtics in a, in the middle of the second round
0: pick. Exactly, yeah. And uh, if they, so he has, he's probably not going to crack the guaranteed roster this year, right? No, he's, he's, I doubt he's coming over. I, I almost guarantee he stays
1: over for another year. Yeah. Even, even Yam is who looked fantastic today, at least um, early on in the game. I know he didn't play towards the end of the fourth quarter, which a lot of people are questioning. I mean, at one point he, had missed from the field. He just looked really good shooting the ball. Defensively, he looked very solid. Very similar to Pritchard, yep. a very athletic defender, a guy that can switch a little bit bigger because uh-huh. he is pretty physical and pretty aggressive. But um, his stroke looked pretty good. Uh, he looked to be one of the best ball movers on the court, so that was that was good to see as well. And it's a real que- I think that he's good enough to earn some rotation minutes. It's just a question of whether or not they want to waste a roster spot on him or uh, keep him keep him overseas for another year because I don't think they're going to bring him over on a two-way deal Right. just for the fact that uh, they'd have to buy him out of his contract, I believe, this year. I don't know if they have to do it again, ne- if they were to do it next year, but I think they might want him to continue to improve overseas.
0: Yeah, I'm un- I'm unsure of what the contract situation is for both Bagarin and, and Yom. Um, yeah. I, f- I forget second-round picks.
1: Yeah, second-round picks they have. Um, they don't have scaled contracts, which I like always forget about. Like I just assume it just a scaled, but way less. Yeah. But you can kind of decipher for whether or not you want to do civic 10, like we do with taco, you can do two-way deals. You can do um, guaranteed deals for a certain amount of years. So maybe we'll, we'll lock him up for a really cheap deal for multiple years. And
0: that might be super helpful. It would be. Um, my next question was how did the bigs play? I know Zach August was the starter tonight. Um, did you have any impressions on him? Um, was he number 41? I'm not sure. I didn't, I didn't really
1: pay attention. to The the bigs were on the court a lot. A lot of times it was just small guys. Like a lot of times it was like Hauser was playing the center. Yeah. Um, like I said, knee Smith was the closing center. The centers weren't all too impressive. Um, I didn't get 41's name. Uh, but he looked okay. He looked pretty active defensively, Yeah. but no one, no one really wowed me out of our big man. They didn't really look like they were going to be. Uh, guys that were going to kind of sneak on to this roster. but
0: Gotcha. Here, I'm going to pull up the roster real
1: quick. Yeah, but 14, I, I was impressed.
0: 41 was Zach August. Yeah,
1: he looked okay. He looked okay. Good uh-huh. active defensively. He had a little bit of trouble moving his feet when he was switched on to smaller guys, but I mean, that's to be expected with a center. I don't know how big he is. He didn't look like overly imposing. Uh, 6'10,
0: 240. Okay, yeah, so he's, he's pretty solid, but he's also old as hell. Um, he's 28 years
1: old. Yeah, he looked pretty old. I was gonna say, I was like, that seems like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it seems as like he was just fully tatted up, like from double sleeves. You can see his chest <laughs> was tatted, and it's like yeah. that's some years. Like, you don't get do that when you're twenty years old. Like you don't have that much time to accumulate that many tats. No. But but no, none of none of the centers really impressed me too too much. I mean, I was really more concerned with um it was really Romeo Yam, uh and Pritchard. Be- Begarin. oh Pritchard, I, Pritchard and Neesmith, like I'm convinced that they're already good enough to be uh, yeah. at worst rotational players. Like They don't need to impress me anymore. Romeo was a big question mark, whether it's shooting and playmaking would occur, which I think he did look like he was trying. I know he had three assists, I believe, at halftime alone. I don't know what he finished with. I didn't get a ch- chance to check the box before he hopped on here. Uh, but, I, 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 I was looking for the box score. I can't find it. Yeah, it's hard to find some league really league box scores, but he looked like he was uh, being Actively trying to facilitate for others, which is good to see. Psych, um, I just found it. So I was very happy with the way Romeo played. It wasn't, like, overly impressive, but he did what I wanted to see, including hitting a big shot, which I will always love. So yeah. the Romeo, the Romeo Langford Hive is, is, is doing well tonight.
0: Yeah, okay. I'll give you a little breakdown of, uh, of the box score here. Romeo, Carson, Pritchard, all played 30 minutes plus Naismith played 28. Um, and then no one else played over 20. Sam Hauser played 19. Uh, played 18. Uh, the team shot 38% from the floor, which isn't great. 31 from three, which is it's summer league. Like they're pulling. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, 11 of their 39 rebounds were offensive, which is nice. Uh, six steals, active on defense. Uh, Pritchard led the way with 23 points. Carson had 17, Romeo 12, Naismith 11, uh, Bagarin 7, Yamadar 8.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And Carson Edwards isn't going
1: to trick me. I'm sorry. He's going to have to do a lot of playmaking and look like he's improved a lot and look like he improved a lot defensively in order to convince me. Because every year I feel like he just, he is very good at
0: scoring against these summer league guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be convinced. His line today: seventeen points, eight rebounds, six assists, one steal, and he was a minus one.
1: Yeah. So,
0: so I mean, he he played solid today, but
1: I really need to see. I feel like every year he's very impressive during the summer league and preseason, and yeah. I I'm not I'm not going to be convinced by it this year. So I need to see him in actual games as opposed to some of these other guys where I'm really trying to see um, if there's if their skills improved in any of the areas I'm really concerned about.
0: Yeah. Um. For the Hawks today, uh Jalen Johnson had a hell of a day. Twenty points, ten rebounds, uh five turnovers though. No, not- I
1: wonder uh, I wonder who's the guy that said he was gonna be the best non top ten prospect. I
0: don't I'm trying to know. think who said that. Yeah, I can't really remember. I'm not positive. Yeah. yeah. having
1: twenty and ten your first out is pretty solid, but I think he's gonna
0: be good. He looked really good too. Yeah, um, very good. he
1: looks a little bit bigger than I thought. I made the like the kind of. I mean, he does kind of look like a modern Rudy Gay, but maybe even more of a. I saw John Collins comparison thrown out there. That's I think that true. one's pretty apt too. Um,
2: um,
1: he looks like he's probably just gonna play the four at the NBA level. He doesn't look like he's really much of a, th- a three, but he was very impressive. I was. I, liked what very, I saw out of him. Yeah, pretty. He played a lot of center too, because like I said, like they were throwing some, out small yeah. lineups. They had a lot of guards out there on the court, so.
0: Uh yeah, so that was interesting. Big big win tonight. Uh first first look at the summer Celtics. Um
1: Yeah. I don't know of- when they play next. I think they I know they play Denver. I don't know what day they play next. I'm assuming it's probably two or three days. Uh, um
0: they play
1: Oh shit, hold on. Yeah, but they play the Nuggets, which uh, I'm trying to think who'd be playing for the who's the Nuggets draft pick this year. They gave him no did they get I I o dinoso or whatever? No the Bulls got him. But either way, uh I don't think there's anyone in Denver that I'm really gonna be looking out for, but I'm con- excited to see if we continue to see solid performances out of Romeo, uh Romeo Bagarn and Yam.
0: Monday, and Hauser. Hauser, I want to see as well. Yeah, Monday at seven o'clock. Tomorrow, no. Ooh, they? Tuesday, Tuesday or so. Okay, I was about to say, I was like, wow, Monday, that would
1: be a quick turnaround, back-to-back yeah. nights on the summer league. But, but, okay, well, hopefully we see a lot of those same guys playing a lot of solid minutes and hopefully continue to see them play well. Um, Hauser's definitely an interesting one. I think a lot of people mm-hmm. are are saying that, like, he, he does have not the upside. Duncan Robinson's obviously a lofty upside, but he yeah. is that second-round pick. He is that guy with a proven shooter in college, so people are kind of hoping that he could just wind up being that guy, like the, uh, the, that uh, undrafted free agent who just is able to be a
0: sharpshooter. Yeah, exactly. And he showed flashes of that, and he's a big guy, right, 6'8", six, 6'8", six, six, eight, eight, yeah, so he can probably play the four. Um,
1: I didn't get to watch. I didn't really look at uh, – focus on him too much defensively. I didn't really get to see how he moved his feet or how we guard bigger uh, bigger offensive players, but I'll, I'll be watching out for that going forward.
0: Yeah, and we'll get a good look next uh, Tuesday. Um, anything else, or do you want to switch over to the Olympics? Oh, uh, yeah, we can go right into the Olympics. All right. To tell you the truth, I didn't watch a – I have yet to watch – or I guess it's over now, right? I did not watch a single second of the Olympics this year. First time in my life. So I watched – are you just talking basketball or just the Olympics no, in general? In, in general, I didn't. Okay. Know. I watched a lot of other sports. Basketball, I, I
1: all the way up through, I was watching almost all the games, aside from the U.S., because the U.S. kept playing on Peacock. But luckily, I was at Will's the other night, and he had Peacock, so I was able to, able to right. watch that full game. And uh, Kevin Durant is very good at basketball. Hell yeah, he is. Uh, Jason Tatum, our boy, very good at basketball good, as well. Yeah. And uh, Drew Holiday, very good at basketball. Those three guys yeah, and probably yeah, impressed be, me the yeah. most. Um, yeah. Just because Drew Holiday, like his physicality defensively and just being an absolute uh, lockdown defender, it seemed to be emphasized even more with the added physicality of the international game. Right. Like he was just able to have other other guards just absolutely in hell all night and just cause havoc the entire entire Olympics, but. Um, offensively, Katie and Tatum were good. Uh, Katie really excelled just as the leader of this team, as the best player, the leading scorer. Yeah. Uh, Tatum really excelled as like kind of a six-man role, yeah, which I thought was good for him, which kind of allowed him because I know he he seemed to have trouble uh, early on when they were playing those exhibition games in the starting lineup. I think it was just hard for him, yeah. hard hard for him not to be kind of more one of the more focal points of the offense, playing with guys like Dame and Kevin Durant. Yeah. Um, so I think I think him stepping back in that six man role and playing more of the reserves, I think that allowed him to play more of his game that he's used to. So oh. that was good. That was good to see as well. And he's, I believe, top ten right now in career Olympic points per game averages. So that's a cool stat to throw out there yeah. as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but no, I was very impressed with Tatum, and he came back and celebrated in the states.
0: Yeah. And now he's a
1: gold medalist. Yeah, and did you see who was the, the first person he chose to hang out with? JB, baby, Juice. Jalen Brown, which was – you love to see. I mean, obviously, there's all the stories about how Tatum and Jalen aren't, aren't friends in real life, right. which is just – I think it's bullshit. Like, I think they're not, like, the best friends in the world, but I think they're pretty good friends. Like, I mean, I don't think guys you're, that are They not to. Yeah, I don't think guys that are just, like, a, just teammates on a basketball court, like, you're not just going to – Travel to LA, Las Vegas just to visit your coworker, like, no. like. So I think they are good friends, which is good to see. Um, the more I see this team, I I still think that they need a uh, a backup for Tatum, like a solid four uh, power forward that yeah. you can play behind them. And the more I'm watching, I hope that the Summer Celtics continue this because the more I watch them, I really believe that these guy, the guards, can step up and play significant minutes, and so we could. A forward to trade a guy like Richard's or forward of that same uh same price range or done or someone like that.
0: Yeah. We, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about that in later episodes when the uh, season gets a little closer and rosters are starting to get finalized. But um you're right. It with Romeo, with Pritchard, with Naismith stepping up into these bigger roles on the team to be able to give the Celtics a depth they were so severely lacking last year it would allow them to go out and trade uh, trade guys for more for like a, a skilled guy that will act as the backup for the forwards you know um it with those young guys getting better and becoming legit rotation pieces it opens up so many possibilities Yeah, for sure. Sorry, my dog's got some boogies. I uh, know I thought I thought you were digging in, digging with the dog.
1: Yeah, I was I was making sure I was wiping his nose. Um <laughs> but but yeah, uh those guys, they're they're really impressive. And I think Pritchard is a guy we can trust. I thought when we draft him, just looking at his skills, I think it was like I think he made a great six man. Yeah. Uh he does seem like a score first life. guy. Some he does seem like a score first guy. Um, so maybe he does eventually develop that and he can be a solid just starting point guard if he does develop a little bit more playmaking. Yeah. But we see Romeo making uh, a concerted effort to become a better playmaker. We see Neesmith uh, trying better to trying to work to facilitate and move the ball better. So there's not as one dimensional as a as an offensive player. Mm-hmm. And those are the thing I think we're going. Oh, my dog's coming. Those are things that they're going to need to do. In order to be a really good team, is they're going to need to have those guys step up. And I think if those guys do step up and look like they are NBA rotation players, guys that can do what they need to do offensively, and we, of course, we've seen what these guys can do defensively. Um, they can step. They can step up, and the guys that are ahead of them right now, maybe Dunn and Richardson, uh, could slot could get moved for someone. Someone else that could provide solid rotation minutes for this team at the forward position.
0: Yeah, that would be sweet. Is this is it? Kobe's uh, debut on the mainly Celtics podcast. No, he
1: already made a debut. Don't you remember?
0: Oh, uh, I don't. I don't know. You do? Yeah,
1: I had panned to him when he was chilling over by the door that one time. But oh yeah, yeah. Okay. He's chilling. He's just sitting right next to me. He wants. I don't think he's feeling too great. He, I think he's legitimately got a dog cold. So a <laughs> dog cold. <laughs> That's Which a- I didn't. I didn't know was the thing, but. Yeah, I think he just wants
0: to kind of hang out, do his own thing. Yeah, he needs some chicken noodle soup or something. Yeah.
1: Big stretch. Yeah. Big stretch. Um, He's going to take a nap now.
0: So we had one – Marcus Smart got extended, correct? No. No? The offer
1: is on the table from the Celtics for, I believe, uh, four years – 17 million dollars per so like somewhere around 76 yeah. uh not 76 million dollars so that would be right no it wouldn't be. no that would be right that would be right it'd be like uh close to 70 million dollars total and yeah. obviously i do think that based on what we've seen with other guys that might be a slight hometown discount that they're offering yeah also maybe just kind of lowballing. marcus smart asked for 22 and they meet in the middle somewhere right but um, Forsberg was talking about today on the podcast or not on the podcast on the broadcast uh-huh. of, um, that's a very team friendly deal. And they talk about, we, we, do all this for cat flexibility. Why would we extend smart all these years, but the smarts extended for, at that point, say he's got three years left and $17 million per like three years, what 51 million that would be. Yeah. Yeah. 51 million. Like, that's an easily tradable contract. Like if the team wants Marcus Smart, who's only going to be at the time, I think, like 27, 28 years old. They want Marcus Smart for three years to be a guy that's going to be um, an all-NBA caliber defender and a plus playmaker for his position. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of teams would be willing to take on that contract for, for, basically nothing, for basically nothing in return in order to free up cap space if Bradley Beal does come available. So I think it would be a win-win for the Celtics. Yeah. Um, I do think as far as Rob's extension, I think they're going to wait till restricted free agency um, because they can always re-sign him after they sign Beal and not have that him effect. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like like they go sign him later. Like, they can't sign him to a big contract and then not have the cap space to sign uh, for agent who they don't have their, like their rights for. So, right. So I think they'll probably, they'll probably wait for restricted free agency to hopefully Brad Deal signs and they'll sign Rob, uh, at some point after that. I do believe Rob will be extended unless it's just the injuries continue to rack up and they're not willing to, to risk any long term. But at the yeah. same time, maybe they, maybe they get a super right. good deal for him. So I, I don't, I'm not really 100% sure what they're going to do with Rob, but I think either way they rate, they wait to make a decision till, uh, restricted free agency of next
0: year. Right. Um, and, I agree with you, Ed. There was one inkling uh, of – or one rumor of a guy – rumor rumor to the Celtics was uh, Dennis Schroeder. I don't think with – if Marcus Smart signs his extension, then I don't think Schroeder will be really in the cards unless it's a one-year deal, and I don't know if that's really a Dennis Schroeder-type move.
1: Well, I don't completely rule it out just for the fact that, say, Schroeder does sign for a one-year deal. He probably will be a starting point guard. Like, they'll probably just let move Marcus Smart to the shooting guard. So, he has the opportunity for playing time. He's going to be playing on a competitive team. Like, if he joins the team, I think the Celtics, um, I think there'd be a slight upgrade for the Celtics, be, allow them to still be, like, a six or seven seed. Yeah. Um, so, he's got that. He's going to be playing for a contender. And then he'll be hit free agency next year, where there's not as many free agents, uh, free agent point guards on the market. So, he just had a really rough year. He was kinda of just left holding the bag because I think he he was asking for a lot. And there's a lot of good free agent point guards available this season. So yep. he just kinda after a lot of these teams throw these contracts to get uh, the top tier point guards when he went to the bottom tier, it was like, Okay, do I wanna sign Dennis Schroeder for twenty million or do I want to sign Devontae Graham for I believe what he signed for, like nine million a year? I'm not positive. He went to New Orleans, correct? Like 13 years. So, yeah, he didn't sign for too, too much. But it's like you sign a guy or like Reggie Jackson for like $11 million a year. Right. It's like would you, who would you rather sign, like Schroeder or Jackson, but Jackson's half the price.
0: Right. So I
1: think he just kind of – probably his agent was telling him telling him he was worth more than what he actually was, and it's kind of put him in a spot now where I think he's just going to have to plan a prove-it deal wherever he goes – and then try to hit a big next summer for agency. to
0: I agree with you there. But I also – I don't think it was just his agent. I mean, he came out and was very vocal about the fact that he thought he was a max contract guy. Yeah, it, it, But, and- uh, yeah,
1: I mean, you could be right. I mean, a lot of players do have this self-confidence about themselves. and Yeah, true. Could, he, he could have thought that he'd be worth it, but clearly he wasn't. Uh, I don't think the fit's perfect, but I just think the, for the Celtics, but I think the talent just overall would probably help.
0: Yeah, I, I think it would be great. I think he would slide into that uh, point guard position. He would be able to get twenty five, thirty minutes a night, and be able to prove it. Could be an interesting trade piece at the deadline, depending on this uh, positioning and the standings for the seas. Um, could be a guy where they move up and get a like a top ten pick, something like that next year. I know that I know this next draft class isn't incredible, but we did just have a couple guys. Reclassify, uh, I believe, um...
1: Imani Bates won't be eligible though for the next draft. He did reclassify, and I think Duran I think I can't even think of his first name is Jalen yeah. Duran. Yeah, I think he might have reclassified as well. Yeah, so I think they were two and three in their draft class because uh, the French guy Wabit Wabin Wabin, something he's like a seven, foot, seven yeah, foot, power forward with like an eight foot wingspan. Yeah. Like like he's just like basically like Rudy Gobert but with um a jumper. Yeah, with like a jump shot and like more like more mobile. So he's he's really scary. Like uh wh- same thing I was talking about, the same thing with because that's how it got brought up. Um Wabinaya Wob- Wob- I, well, Wob- I can't think of his name. I think it's Wabanaya, something like that, Wabanaya. Um but Schmidt's was talking about him because he's also a French prospect along with Bagarin. but he was saying, yeah, this guy is like, I've been doing this for a while. He is the best prospect I've ever seen play basketball. Yeah. I mean, he balled balled the hell out at the 18 years. Yeah. yeah. And I can't, I think it was Chet Holmgren who was like, was guarding him and Chet Holmgren just didn't stand a chance against him. I think
0: Holmgren's a year older too. Right. And Holmgren's also going to be the number one pick next year.
1: Yeah. So, in, yeah, Wabanaya, Wabanaya, I can't remember exactly how to say his name. but And he was, yeah, from what, I, what, I was, what I've heard, that he kind of dominated him. So, yeah. um, that, that kid's scary. So, I think maybe they're thinking that they'll have a better ch- – obviously, uh, Bates, he can't – that won't help him at all. He'll sp- still be in that same draft. But maybe Jalen Duran believes that he's going to be able to be that number one pick if he does reclassify. And goes in the same draft class as Holmgren, as opposed to to Wabanaya. but right. um, I think with Amani Bates, I think the big thing with him is that he just wants to make money. He wants to cash in on those uh, name in, name image and likeness money. So yeah, that was he's, nice. getting, he's getting he's an interesting one too because he could be the first player ever the way it's set up. Because like I said, because he's so young for his class, he's like pretty young for his class already. Yeah, he could be the first player to ever play a year of college, then go G League Ignite, then go to the pros. Oh, really? Yeah, because like he has that option available because he still might go to the G League Ignite. I believe he said G League Ignite, Memphis and Michigan State. Where's three options that yeah. going to? Yeah, you're right. So, so he could join. I mean, he could go a year at Michigan State and then leave to go join the G League Ignite, and then go like maybe just kind of like step up different playing levels just by a little bit. Um, uh, so he's ready for the NBA. Yeah. But he's he's a beast. And he, the only thing with him is, uh, once again, uh, Mike Schmitz was talking about him. And he was saying that uh, he just – his body hasn't really matured physically since his, like, freshman year. Yeah, I mean, so he's, he's all, just like – all arms and legs. Yeah, so it's like they really thought he was going to fill out a little yeah. bit more by this time. Because he was the number one prospect in that class for a while, and now he's a slid time. down to third. Yeah. So.
0: Um, but yeah, we were talking about Schroeder. Uh,
1: uh, we can talk about Ennis
0: Cantor, our uh, our freedom signing. We can give our thoughts on that. Yeah, what a, what a great segment. Imani Bates to Ennis Cantor. Yeah, they're basically the same he's player. Great. great. <laughs> um, I, I, it, I'd never had a problem with Ennis Cantor on this team. I thought he was a cool guy, very definitely a locker room guy. Um, and a a, someone that I was never really upset by him being on the court either, you know?
1: Um, I don't want him playing any significant minutes ever. And with like Rob and Horford not being the healthiest dudes in the world, like yeah. he might have to play some serious minutes. And he is just like got absolute stones for feet, dude. And it's brutal yeah. to watch him try and play defense in the pick and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you see that video pop the other day after the Olympics that Draymond posted? Yeah, I did. Yeah, for people that haven't watched that uh, or that have, it's basically that's how Ennis Kanter looks trying to play in the pick and roll, um, yeah,
0: like like hey, a crab moving around.
1: Yeah, like a like a seven year old man trying to show you a defensive stance. But Cantor um, I guess it provides a someone else, uh, someone a, a different kind of body because once again, Kanter's seven feet even. He's like, I think two hundred seventy pounds. Like he's a big boy. He does. And he does help everyone while just throwing against MB just so Embiid can't like bully people. I know Horford's a guy, another guy that's a pretty good defender on, on MB, but maybe just throwing that body at can or a guy like Jokic, um, just to be a little physical with him, just kind of tire him out a little bit, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't see him really, uh, helping the team in a serious way. And I hope he doesn't play too much in the core. I really hope that Rob, Rob and Horford are both
0: able to stay healthy
1: throughout this year.
0: That is the hope. And, uh, it's too bad that Ennis Cantor can't wear 11 anymore cuz he was going to put it in the rafters, man. Yeah, I think Pritchard's going to do
1: that. I don't think Pritchard's going to do that, but Pritchard <laughs> I don't think Ennis Cantor is the caliber of player to like request it back either. No, I get that nothing. he's been I get that he's been like a what like a 10-year NBA veteran now. Yeah. But he's I mean, he's playing I think he's playing on like almost four straight like uh either mid-level exceptions or or that min so he's not like a not like a superstar player by any
0: means no not at all i um speaking of number changes romeo switched from 45 to 9
1: yeah i i, I personally they, like it
0: yeah go ahead that is, it's a interesting thing i always love the number nine It's one of my favorite numbers i think it looks very
1: cool in romeo it does suck i bought a romeo like jersey yeah and it, it does have 45 on it so i have to buy a new one i guess yeah or trade but, it in well no, it's it? like a shirt it's, oh. like, a Scherzi, though, so it's, like, they're not going to – it's one of those ones that, because Romeo, like, isn't popular enough, you have to, like, type in his name. Yeah. It's, like, you have to, like, click the player you want in there. So, it's, like, I had to, like – it's not, like, one of the ones that just, has, like, has his own. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but I like the number change. Uh, Who is 28? Mandar is 28, which I think – I'm a big fan of that number. It's my baseball number. I think yeah. garn was twenty nine. I don't
0: know if they wear Bugarin, those during the. You know, I yeah, I, I, I played baseball at Colby with a kid that wore number twenty nine. Shout out Andrew Stirrup if you're listening, big funky dude, and he he sort of turned twenty nine, uh, turned it against me. So we'll see. Hopefully he changes it. It's summer league. They can change the numbers.
1: Yeah, I mean, even it's kind of weird that this late in his career, because like, I guess his rookie year nine wasn't available because of Wanamaker chose nine. Yeah. But there was no one on the roster last year that had nine, was
0: there? Uh, it wasn't Jeff Teague. What number did Jeff Teague wear? I feel like, I don't know, four. 40? No, he didn't hit He didn't have four because that was
1: Carson. I don't know, was Jeff Teague nine? Was he five? No, five is definitely retired. No, KG. I don't know. I don't, yeah. Well, that's like faux retired though, isn't it?
2: Maybe like, uh, like yeah.
1: it's not retired, but it's like kind of retired. Yeah. Uh, either way, I don't really care about Jeff I I don't think he wore nine, but um no, yeah. I don't mind the the number change. I think like lower numbers are just like obviously better.
0: I think big numbers should just be saved for like bigger dudes. Yeah, I but the reason I brought up the Romeo thing was because I bet Cantor wears forty five. Did he has he wore forty five in the past? No, it's just my my guess. Okay.
1: Um, I'd probably go back to – he's played on a lot of different teams. I'm sure he's wore a different number than 11 at some point in his career. Yeah, I'm sure he has too. Uh, basketball reference is great. to show you all the numbers he he's worn over his career. Let me but, pull it there. But, uh, so, I mean, Celtics have a ton of numbers that retire retired too, so it is tough to kind of nitpick what numbers you want. But uh, overall, I mean, clearly a very disappointing free agency. I think there might be – there's one more roster spot we could make for like four point something mil like we could use our full taxpayer but it put put, put us over the tax which i don't think they want to pay Peter's tax next year because i think next year they do plan to go into the uh over the tax limit or over the 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 soft cap yeah to, to kind of go all in for a championship so i think this year they're just trying to kind of play it safe and save some money which obviously as fans you don't love to hear right but i i guess i do get it So, so they could throw another contract. Um, Justice Winslow got signed. I believe he was signed with the Clippers. I think at this point, last no, the last week we didn't see anyone like no one in free agency was
0: taken, right? Like, free agency had started yet, correct? Not last week, uh, right. It was a couple, it was like the day before,
1: yeah. So, like, Rudy Gay, um, he went, George's Niang, who was like Justice Winslow and uh, Niang were like. The last two I thought we possibly were gonna get for forwards. Yeah. Now it's like I believe the Paul Millsap, possibly, but he's more of a center. I guess
0: he can still play a little bit of the four. Yeah, I would be interested but in that.
1: He was really the only name I saw, and I was like, I guess he can play some power forward for us. Mm-hmm. I think he's a little bit on the slower side at this point in career. I think he's more of a center, but but he's really the only one. I, I th- no one none of the other names. Are like guys that I'm like I think could crack our rotation. He was the only one that like possibly could play any sort of any sort of four that I think could crack our rotation. So maybe we try and sign him, but if not, I do think that a trade needs to be made because that is a serious concern. Unless unless Brad knows something about Grant that we don't, and like he just turned into like an all NBA caliber defender and now just shoots like forty percent from three. Because um, what we saw to Grant last year did not look like he was deserving of, just say, just a rotation spot. And there's no no insurance. Like, if he if he's not getting those minutes, then who is at the four? Like, no one. We don't have anyone else that – Jabari Parker, I guess, if he's still on the roster. Because I don't know if he's been – he hasn't
0: been waived yet. So, you yeah. um, So, maybe it's Jabari then. So, I have two things. I've got Ennis Cantor's number history. He has wore – he wore – drafted by the Utah Jazz – Third pick, third overall in 2011. Uh, he wore number zero. Then he wore number 34 and number 11 in Oklahoma City. He wore number double zero in New York and in Portland, his first run in Portland. Came to the Celtics wearing 11 and then went back to Portland last year wearing number 11. So every number is taken because double
1: zero is retired for Robert Parrish and 34, obviously. Paul yeah. Pierce. So um, so I bet he was He can't.
0: I don't think forty-five. I don't know. Maybe where's like forty-three? Like he just reverses thirty-four. Forty-three is my bet. It's going to cash too. You um, said vote. forty-five. Let me find the let me find the advanced odds on that, um, and I'll put some money. I'll throw some feelers. Um, my second thing is, I hope he takes uh, eight. Actually, what? I hope he takes eight. I think that'd be funny. That would be funny. Take both point guards' numbers. <laughs> yeah. Um. This is a this is a historic historic podcast right here, Matt. Why is this it, it the last one you're doing in Beverly? No, this it's a much better reason. This is the first podcast that we're doing where Semi oja is not a member of the Boston Celtics. Oh, gotcha. Yeah,
1: yeah. I get... Did you they see the? Um, did you see the uh, like the little? Like tweet they gave for Semi Ojeley, uh, you have you have your computer in front of you, right? Look up, look up the tweet that they made for Semi when they announced his signing the the Milwaukee Bucks. It says something like it's like a picture of Machine three. It's like uh, we signed the multi-positional defender who can shoot it from deep, and and then like I heard it. Obviously, all the Celtics fans were like, yeah, we kept telling ourselves this year after year, pretending like it was true, but. The tweet was very funny. It made it made me laugh just like looking at it cause it's like, yeah, I guess. Like he can guard multiple positions like that part's true, but able a shoot from deep that's a little bit of a stretch.
0: Yeah, here is the tweet. An athletic defender that can defend multiple positions and knock down shots from the perimeter. Welcome to Milwaukee, semi-osaur.
1: Yeah, that's a little bit of a stretch the whole knock. I mean, I guess he does knock down some shots from the perimeter, but um yeah, I think he's like their PJ Tucker replacement. I think mean, he's like a the Walmart brand version of PJ Tucker. He nah, might excel. He's he the might good, ex- He's the Goodwill PJ Tucker. The Goodwill PJ Tucker. Yeah. But he might. Ex- the thing that's gonna suck is he's gonna excel in Milwaukee because he's gonna hit like one shot a game total, completely wide open. Yeah, and he's not gonna be asked to do anything offensively. He's just gonna be asked to play defense. Yeah, so he's gonna look good, and everyone's like, "Wow, I can't believe the Celtics just let him go for nothing."
0: And then it's,
1: it's like, like, no, we, we hate you, motherfucker. It's like, because we don't have a Giannis that can just do everything offensively. So that way we don't have to, we don't have Giannis. And like, like we just don't have a team that could support Semi Ogilis getting no. serious minutes. So, no. Um, I always, I was indifferent about Semi. I didn't think that we should have signed him unless we could get him for like the minimum. I thought that wouldn't have been the worst idea in the world, but I wasn't a huge like, bring Semi back. We need Semi. I think. Uh, Grant still has more upside just because he's younger. I agree. And uh, I like what Jabari brings. Jabari brings something different. I just think over the years, we just gotten two. I mean, honestly, dude, the way Gershon played in the Olympics, I don't know if you guys see Gershon play at all, but Jesus Christ, dude, I, would, I wouldn't mind signing him back. He looked incredible. Dabu Shadri? Yeah, he he looked incredible these Olympics. I forgot about uh, speaking about him. I'm pretty sure he was, like, second on the team in points um, in the in the gold medal game. Really behind he was Fournier. I, no, I think like Decolo. Oh, okay, it was two weird guys because I think uh, I think Fournier struggled a little bit in the gold medal game, but yeah, for going to the fucking Knicks, yeah. But he's, no, Gershon looked, Gershon looked Gershon looked great. I was like, Jesus, dude. Maybe we should sign him back. Sign him back because he, he was looking incredible during that um, gold medal game. He looked good in the uh, the other game I saw him in. I can't remember. Or oh, the first France I Amazon, mean, and he looked fine. So I don't know. But also all these international players like Patty Mills too. I'll mention Patty Mills because he had 42 in the bronze game to beat Slovenia. Yeah. yeah. So and uh uh best of luck to Aaron Baines. Uh yeah. Good posi- positive 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 thoughts. He had a I guess he had a fall, I didn't see it, but I guess he had a pretty serious neck injury and he might miss all of next year
0: yeah like so some severe, we, some severe nerve issues in his neck yeah so that's that's always
1: scary like that stuff that can be very close to like life threatening and career threatening absolutely like just yeah. your your quality of life can really change on stuff like that so i wish aaron baines the best we
0: love aaron baines the yeah, pro like, aaron baines podcast absolutely sending our t's and p's out to uh aaron baines um but to wrap up semi-ogele hope we never speak of him again on this podcast Kick rocks, buddy. I was, I was mean, but... Nope, that's it. No more No more semi-osual. Yeah,
1: so... I'm sure we're going to get someone else to be mad at this year. I, feel, I have a feeling it's going to be one of Grant and Jabbar just because they're going to get a lot of minutes. Yep, they are. But I really, hope, I really hope Grant takes a step forward and can at least be a competent... Fouls last and can at least be an average shooter when wide open. <laughs> uh-huh. All I got to ask for, him,
0: the bar is not super high. So... No. Um, do you want to do a little uh, little five minute recap or little thoughts on some big free agent signings around the league?
1: Yeah, we can do that. Um, before we do our thoughts on it, I mean, we got to talk about Lonzo Ball and Kyle Lowry, like possibly not being able to join their teams. Seriously, yeah, right. You didn't, I didn't know if that got resolved. I have been able to follow just cause I've been coaching all weekend. I've been able to follow along with the, what shams and woes and everyone's saying around the league. From what I it looks think, like I don't think it's resolved yet yeah, it looks like they could like wind up not be able to not be able to sign those guys, which would be crazy because then they probably have to wind up signing one year deals because no teams have cap space to sign them anymore because everyone went about went about their business thinking that they were going to uh or they could do sign in trades, I guess with their respective teams, but everyone everyone thought they were going to wind up uh signing with these teams, so everyone else they made plans accordingly so they weren't left uh. They weren't left just waiting with, with yeah with with nothing with nothing to uh nothing to acquire in free agency. So teams made their moves, they fill their rosters, they sign guys to deals, and it's looking like it's going to have to resolve in an a sign and trade if you wind up saying they can't they can't sign with those teams. And it could be a sign trade You're a different team, whatever team uh, provides Toronto and New Orleans respectively with the best packages, right? Because uh, we saw that with Bogdan last year, and Bogdan wasn't allowed to be like because they got. They weren't allowed – the deal got vetoed because of tampering with the Bucks and the Kings, so then he
0: wound up just signing outright with the uh, Hawks. I thought um, Bogdan was a restricted free agent last year. And that, that was the issue. He
1: was. No, well, he was, and they got charged with tampering, and they were trying to ex- execute a sign and trade for Bogdan. And instead, he just signed straight up, and they didn't match the offer sheet. Okay. What would have been? I,
0: I, I thought that Sacramento matched the offer on Milwaukee, rescinded it, and then he got the offer from Atlanta. No, it was a sign and trade, and he didn't okay. want to go to Milwaukee. And then there was some
1: sort of tampering because they were like, I don't know, Sacramento. I don't know how the tampering worked or what, what have you, but they, they weren't allowed to sign sign and trade for Bogdan, and they just wound up sign a trade with Atlanta. And that very well, uh, very well may happen again this year. They might not be able to sign with Chicago and um, Chicago and Miami, respectively. But it could, it could just be they lose like a couple second round picks. They could get like fines, or they could get like a, a cap hit against them. Like they could lose like a million dollars in spending money or something like that, like for the next um, next free agency or something like that. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that resolves. But I got no idea. Yeah, I like Lonzo in Chicago a lot. I think they've been a playmaker for a while. They also got DeRozan, which, once again, I don't know how the fit really works. Just because they have three guys that aren't really great defenders and DeRozan, Mucevic, and now – and and Levine. So – and they have a lot of guys that like to get their own shots. I think talent might overcome a lot of that. But at the same time, it definitely – Definitely doesn't seem like the smoothest fit for them.
0: So. I disagree. I think they have a really good lineup. I think they have a, a cohesive lineup. If it, that, this, is, that's, this is if Lonzo takes a backseat, doesn't jack up eight threes a game. and He shot 40% on eight threes a game last year, so maybe he should be taking eight threes a game. Maybe he should be. but um, <laughs> Maybe those should be his only shots. I mean, he's a great passer plus defender. Yeah, he doesn't like going
1: inside at all. No, he's petrified of the the pain just because he was so bad at shooting free throws early on in his career. He never wanted to go <laughs> yeah. line. Yeah, but he's even turned that around. So I I think Lonzo, he's a guy that works hard and continues to improve. But um, yeah, continue on why why you think that's such a good fit for them.
0: I I just I just like the versatility that that these guys bring. I mean, they went they went in on the deadline last year. They got Vucevic. They also got one other guy. Who was it? Oh, Daniel Tice.
1: Um, yeah, dude. But now he's with Houston, of course.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, Shout out to also, him for getting no, that. They, they still, they still win. They still went – Um, they went balls to the wall, and I'm, I, I would hope that this was their plan was to be able to sign and bring on big, big, big name guys, big contracts, and have a team built around Levine one, Vucevic, two as an interior guy, and then. Also, and have the cap flexibility to have a really strong, really deep lineup, and I just think that the fit of DeRozan, Levine, and Lonzo up front, combined with the Vucevic, who's gotten more comfortable in Chicago, hopefully, I think it. I just, I think it's a super exciting team, a team with real talent. Um, I think we could see them play like the Knicks did this year, be a four or five seed, something like that. Um in a very opposite way though. They're not gonna be holding teams to 90 points a game for sure. No, but they're gonna be flashy, they're gonna be exciting, and they're gonna be they're gonna be clutch. I mean, I think Levine and DeRozan are two of the best clutch time shooters in the league actively, you know?
1: Yeah, you- I mean I'd I don't I don't know. I mean regular season probably sure. Um postseason DeRozan has had his struggles, especially. I mean, we saw as, as uh recently as last year just completely collapsed in the uh the
0: playing game that's that's true I guess I am thinking more regular season I've seen and and yeah I mean
1: and and we haven't seen this roster in the playoffs before like none of these guys have really been like chiseled playoff veterans like Lucevic has made it like once or twice but they never made it past the first round yeah yeah as as an eight seed just getting washed in five games so We'll really have to see how this team comes together. Uh, I Their spacing should be pretty decent. I think Patrick Williams is going to need to take a big step. I think he's going to have his hands full all year. Definitely. Because he's, he's going to be guarding probably the best wing defender they have, like the best two through four they have. And Lonzo's going to have his hand full guarding the best guards all the time. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see for sure. I am interested with that team. Um, their bench. Their bench still, uh, they lost a lot because I don't know why they had to execute a sign trade, but I believe um, for DeRozan, they gave up Fad Young. Uh, I, I also think they got rid of Tomas Sadoranski, too. Yeah, but is like a fine playmaking. Like, like, he's a fine backup point guard, but I just think they're pretty thin now, and I don't know what's going to happen with Lori. It seems like no one in the league wants Laurie Markkinen. I have yet to hear that, that
0: he's been offered a, given an offer sheet.
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it if maybe he's not. I mean, again, once again, he's not going to want to sign a one-year deal, but I wouldn't mind if you say that you stack like the the Dunn and Richardson contracts, and he's making you put him on like three years, seventeen mil or something like that. Yeah, He has yeah. not a terrible contract for him. Maybe even less than that, but but he he wouldn't be a bad fit for the Celtics. I don't yeah. think the money they would be able to make money work though for no. the, the years, but. But yeah, uh, some other free agent signings I really like Rudy Gay to the Jazz. I think that helps the Jazz a lot. I wish Rudy Gay was coming to the Celtics. But
0: who else uh, did the Jazz? Oh, the Jazz got um, Eric Pascal from the Warriors. That was yeah, a, a big for, like movement. a
1: second round pick too. Second round pick. Like, like, it wasn't
0: for anything. It was like
1: Pascal's like pretty solid. Like he's still pretty young too.
0: He's a 1st team all in, all rookie.
1: Yeah, so that that was an interesting one why they did that. I don't know if it's them making a bigger splash. Um Iguodala re signed or not yeah, well I guess re-signed with the Warriors. He signed there again. Um Lakers, they they've they're gonna be really good this year. They're gonna be a really scary team. The Lakers are gonna be really good. They they heard what we said about them not gonna not having any spacing with um with A D LeBron and Westbrook and they proceeded to get like every just spot up shooter they could find and Mello. So they're going to be a team that can, that's going to be a real dangerous team this year. Absolutely. They are. And they, and they re signed Dwight and they have Mark Gasol's bench bigs. Like those are pretty solid defensive bench bigs too. Oh, I think, solid. I think, I think they're going to go a little bit smaller than they did most years. I think LeBron's going to play a lot of the four and AD's going to play a lot of the five, but that's yeah, they're, really that they're, smart. that's not an issue really. They're, Making a really strong case to be the the favorites right now, and I believe they are the Vegas favorites. Um, them and the Nets, I'm sure, probably um, mm-hmm. unless something crazy happens, injuries. I think they're they're headed for a crash course in the NBA Finals this year.
0: I think so too. Uh, speaking of the Nets, KD four years, one ninety eight. Um, that's incredible for Brooklyn. I mean, to lock down top three, four. Five. I mean,
1: that's probably. I mean, for what is the rest of his prime, prime that's yeah, pretty yeah. that's pretty much the remainder of his prime and then he's probably going to want to be more of a, a, a secondary tertiary option uh once yeah once he once he's like 35 36 but that, yeah. that's huge for them i think it's also going to convince a lot of other free agents in the upcoming years to sign with them knowing that katie is going to be on the roster going forward
0: yeah
1: and th- they'll sign patty mills who
0: is like the greatest international scorer of all time so <laughs> Yeah, very cool. They so have, that, that's a good addition good. for them as well. <laughs> they re-signed Blake to a vet, vet manic deal.
1: Yeah, Jeff Green actually signed with Denver, which I like for Denver as well. Gives he He's got
0: big Denver Nuggets energy.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that will help them. You can play him alongside Jokic. You can play him a little bit of the five and smaller lineup. So I think that helps a lot because they didn't get, like, any backup, backup center minutes at all. They wound up trading for JaVale McGee at the deadline, and they still didn't really. Um, he didn't play a ton of minutes, especially he didn't play all – it seemed like he just play all 48 during the playoffs.
0: That's uh, Olympic gold medalist JaVale McGee to you. Yep. Uh, the first mother-son duo. Yeah. To get gold medals for basketball. Very cool. Yep. Uh, shout out to women's basketball team at the Olympics too. Five straight – five straight gold medals. Brittany Griner put on an exhibition. She had a 30-point double-double. Um, yeah. I Asia Asia Wilson was also incredible
1: this entire tournament. Yeah, I know you're a big, you look like a huge, huge Asia Wilson fan. So go Cox,
0: go Cox, baby.
1: Okay. Um, do you have anything else you want to add?
0: Just, just news basically, uh, Steph Curry's first player to sign back to back 200 plus million dollar extensions, probably the right guy to do it, you know.
1: Yeah, Jimmy Butler is going to be paid 50 mil at age 36. That's something crazy as well. Yeah, that is a bad deal. Miami is handcuffing themselves. Yeah, I mean, I guess you do it thinking that you're going to be able to win the long term and hopefully – or in the short term, you win in the short term and then you just kind of have those contracts rot while you are celebrating that championship. I mean, that's the goal, so. I but, just I, – I don't know. I don't think Miami – I don't do think – I don't think Miami's there
0: either. I think they need more than just
1: Kyle Lowry to yeah. turn themselves into a championship team.
0: I agree with you. Um no any more basketball news? Uh nothing I can think of. I'm sure we're probably missing stuff, but Yeah. Um on Red Sox term fuck the fuck the Red Sox. Yeah, they're they're not good anymore. No, they're not good anymore. They stink. Um they lost eight of ten. Gave up a five run lead today. I know I saw, I was
1: like, oh, they are winning 1-7-2. to two. I was like, oh, wow, the Red Sox finally, maybe they've been off the hide. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I get the update a couple of things later and <laughs> they've lost like 8-7. or Yeah. Yeah, like 8-7. Yeah, like I was amazing. like, well, that life comes at you fast. Life does come at you fast. Matt Barnes, back-to-back days with a blown save. No, he, he uh, yeah, he, header yesterday. He pitched in all, both games all yesterday. Three, both
0: games. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot, though, for his arm. I mean, I imagine he's probably pretty tired today. He blew the save game one, got the win in game two, blew the save today. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so I mean, that's that. That's tough, though, to go
1: three times in two days. I'll give him that. Good. As a pitcher, I don't know why. I don't know why they're doing that. I'm sure their bullpen's probably pretty taxed right now, but but still.
0: The thing is, with the bullpen, all they're fucking doing is throwing Hansel Robles and the new guy they got from Pittsburgh who's trash um like Whitlock threw for the first time in like five days yesterday I don't know what the deal is with that I don't know why Whitlock isn't like the eighth inning guy every night or every other night yeah and him and yeah. no switch off I, I haven't seen Otto Vino pitch in two three days I don't know what's up with that
1: yeah that's certainly not ideal
0: no, losing 8 of but 10, and the Rays, the Rays, who are now – Took the division lead, and now they have a couple games up, right? They're four games up, and they had a six-run eight, eighth inning today to win.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're getting in danger of, like, the Yankees creeping up on them in the wild card. Seriously. And Toronto, too. Yeah, I mean, Toronto, I mean that was the team they've been playing against. So,
0: those head-to-head games really, really close the gap. Quick. And the Sox have the second-hardest schedule for the end of the year. That sounds like
1: a recipe for success.
0: Yeah, not adding anybody of significance at the deadline. They get Schwarber coming soon. If he's not going to be ready for another two weeks. Yeah, and they get Sale. Sale's going to make his first start in Baltimore.
1: Yep. See that news today. So that's good. 14. He's been dominant in the minors. I know it's the minors,
0: but still. Yeah. So maybe maybe he's the, he's that punch you guys need. I hope, man, because right now me and Rick Wyman are losing our fucking mind. I know. I've seen Rick. His tweets look big, ta- big time sad boy vibes. You should read the fu- the text messages that we got going back and forth. It's a, <laughs> it is like the yeah, we end- get, we get Rick on here for a Red Sox episode. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do a Sox episode maybe the next time there's a little lull like no free agent news maybe next week maybe the next couple of weeks yeah next week is probably
1: going to be summer league until the start of the
0: season so yeah okay let's i'll talk to rick about that
1: okay well that's about it right
0: yeah that's a wrap is it my
1: song or your song i think it's my song i did like that that song you picked last week i was i was wrong on it you described yeah. it poorly but i'm jamming out to that song so um believe as i'm going to be a surprise it's going to be it's, 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 it's going to be a different song like an interesting song so
0: an interesting yeah. song
1: all right, so you just going to have to get to the end and listen.
2: Alright. Peace out, pal. See you, buddy. Hey, yo, there's three things I know about, man. Sports, soaking up female genitals, and rap. I'm about to teach y'all something about all three. Go diggy go diggy go. Yo. Go diggy go diggy go. Y'all really go can't fuck with me diggy, on this sports shit, go man. Diggy, diggy, That's one thing go. I know. Go diggy go diggy go. Go diggy go. I'm about to break go this go. down, man. Go diggy go diggy go. Say go diggy, go. Diggy, Let's go. go. Shots in the club like Plaxico, I'm in the corner hot like placidos. Some am diggy fucka flow, not pistachio, went like Shelvin, I know how to back a hoe. I got girls on my penis flow is the meanest Knock bird, but I'm selling out arenas. do it all day A Peterson because I'm trying to. Get paid like Revis did. I'm at a French bitch, big lips, actually she got a body. Told up to put that ass on white like Nnamdi. Fight like Rocky, white like Roddy. Who's your daddy all night like Bobby? Hot box ride I can barely see. You know I keep my calm, metal like Anthony. Got bigger blunts than LeGarrette, smoking out a Taurus. Put Marquis in that Philly like Morris. Anybody better than me? Nope. Good try. I'm the best like Javid, but I'm not lying. Not even a tie, so I know we in My pocket's fat, but green, so Rex Ryan. I ball for the bucks like Luke Richard and Bamute, but I'm a fucking superstar. And if they ask LD where he wanna live, then I'ma tell them where I'm my cake is like Nick Woo! I'm telling y'all man The sports knowledge is too extensive That was just me Fucking around on some random ass shit You know what I mean look I'ma tell a story, how about that? I'ma tell y'all what happened to me last night Just by using some sports shit, alright? I'm trying to get a little Kevin Love And then I see a bad bitch staring up in the club She got an ass so sweet like a Cinnabon I bet that bitch a giant freak like Lincecum And so I go and approach her, we kick it like Stover End of the night, I'm a owner, hover Like I make a bitch feel raunchy, horny So I'm getting big shots, Chaunty, horny Took her back to my Eddie house And this fine-ass bitch taking off a blouse And then my D-rolls quicker than a bull at the garden Dick like James from the way that I hardened. My name ain't Charles, but I'm backwards, on My dick ain't gra- but it's still a good one. She went that juice, I ain't talking about OJ. Small like Mayo something like OJ. Okay, now I close this off. And I can see a C pierce like her name was Paul. I couldn't care less. Went down, feeling the flame. And it was hairless. Something like filling a waiver. My Rod's smart so he hate me when I don't cover him up with a safety. But I coordinate that D, so I plan protection. Had a man and roll like Louisiana Texas. Put a condom on my Ryan, bro. My Hebrew hammer. Then we got it all. I was playing with a booby cavalier. We even made a couple movies. Shack and nail She had a real big cat. I just got a rock a pussy. But I hit it hard. Troy, Paul, I don't want that say No acting But she had a big ol' Oscar, No PDs Little dicky and proper Let's go You know what I'm saying, man? I think I just made like 42 different sports references In two verses So for all y'all motherfuckers Who think Y'all can make a funny Little metaphor Come see me On sports uh, On uh, See me on that sports shit Is what I'm trying to say Alright? And, and And yeah And it's gonna be And you are gonna be Looking stupid You know? Cause that's what I do, holla at me,